Hi guys, welcome to another episode of African Travel Now with Trevor. I am at uh, a house here, like one of the oldest in Stellenbosch. I'm about to go on a on a tour and I'm hoping to record everything so that you guys can share this journey with me and I'll ask my guide to introduce herself so that like you don't hear this voice and be like, who's this speaking? But anyway. So welcome, I'm Jalen. Um, I'm representing actually the ladies in the latest 1700s because i'll be your guy for house number one and two so you are currently standing in the oldest house in stellenbosch and the oldest surviving documented townhouse in the whole south africa so schroeder race was built in 1709 by sebastian schroeder he was a german mercenary but under the employee by the dutch east india company and he was also like a type of court advisor so quite a wealthy man for that period of time so this house is actually kind of special it was one of the only houses that survived the great fire back in 1710 with the whole of stalinbosch burned to pieces it sounds a bit dramatic, but we still have between 12 and 17 houses here. But still, you won't believe me, this house actually survived because of the high ceilings, which was so unusual for that period of time. And you won't believe me, also the roof itself, that was thatched, but the insides was layered with thick, thick layers of clay. And the clay actually prevented the house from burning down because the house is built out of clay bricks. So it basically just baked. But there's more information about the Great Fire, or should I say fires, because as you know, we are quite bad, like here in Stellenbosch. In the stable, which we turned into like a fire timeline room. But before we get there, this is the kitchen area. You entered from the back door. So just behind you up there, the storage room. They used to store dry goods up there, but inside of chests. They made in advance because of rats and mice. But when someone died, just becomes a coffin automatically and they take what they would take all um the dry goods out in with the body they say the chest becomes a coffin automatically in with the body immediately they went to cape down with it and during those years it was a three-day ride from Stellenbosch to cape down so just imagine the reek the cellar, they use the cellar as their refrigerator or their cooler, so it's about a meter and a half deep, packed around with river stones. So milk, butter, eggs, wine would be stored down there. Old wine barrels was also used for pickling barrels, where they used to pickle the meat in with lots of bay leaves, salt, vinegar, peppercorns, etc. After it was pickled, they would use this thing that looks like a head scratcher or a weapon and this is actually called a meat claw and this is made out of our national flowers roots the protea flower and this is actually designed to dry the pickle meat so they would cut it into strips hang it on top of the claw to dry almost like boltong and the same process with the dried fish the pokums just between the bay leaves so as you walk down the house, you would also notice the furnitures are quite shorter than usual. It's not only just because the people were a bit shorter, but it's because the original floors of these type of houses was made out of cow dung, clay and straw. So when it rained, the floor would become moist and soggy, and the bottom parts of the furnitures would start to rot. In each winter season, they would only cut the rotten parts off. <laughs> clever 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 so there's where the herbs comes in for the smelling purposes of the dung floor to keep the flies away to put inside the food and also for medicinal reasons so down there there's a dining area and two bedrooms 
you would say it's quite a huge house for the 1700s, but it was quite a wealthy man for that period of time. Glass windows only at the front part of the house because glass was so expensive. These frames are the windows for the shutters. Usually white cotton material dunked into beeswax to prevent rain from entering, but at the same time, let light shine through. But you are welcome to take a look around. Any questions, I'll be here in our Whitefield for house number two. Guys, that was uh, really informative. I hope you enjoyed it. And we'll do another episode when we get to house number two. I'm going to take pictures. And hopefully you like the pictures as well. And get to see actually how awesome uh, these colonizers were in building their stables on our land. Our Welcome. This is um, only eight years later. Can you believe with so much improvement architectural wise? Um, so, this house was built in 1789 by Mr. Blitterman. Um, it was the last, last landers or magistrate from Stellenbosch appointed by the Dutch East India Company. Him and his wife Maria um, had no children of their own, but they owned slaves between the ages of three and 14 years old. Um, so the Vitamagnes store, that was actually the school for the slaves and also the outside rooms. So in that room, just short right, um, you will find like, like um, it's all, um, all of the slaves' names are actually um, crafted there in that room. You would see all of them has the same surname, but it does not mean they're related. It's just where they've been picked up. Um, so there's like a speculation, like the Blitterman took them in, in as their own because um, they were set free later on, but they stay willingly with the Blittermans. So he gave them education and also home. So these people were so fancy. Um, if the husband and the wife didn't share a room, it was like a sign of wealth. So the two main bedrooms you would find in the front part of the house. On your left-hand side, you would find Mr. Blitterman's room. He used his bedroom as his office because he was quite a busy man. But there's a painting of Mrs. Blitterman inside his room. Some people said that's the reason why they did not share a room, but take a look for yourself. Uh, and on your right hand side is the lady's bedroom. She used the bedroom for entertainment for her and her lady friends. Oh. So there's a, quite a few foot warmers, um, a few chairs. Music would have been played for them. Also where they enjoyed a cup of tea or maybe wine. This is just an extra bedroom for guests. And also some of the costumes they would have worn in Mr. Blitterman's position. And on your left hand side is a beautiful kitchen also with the storage upstairs. And these golden spittoos was also used for entertainment. Where they chew tobacco and they would spit it inside. And guess what? The fancy ladies did them as well. With a little spittoo just at the front part of the uh, dining area. Enjoy. Thank you so much, guys. Uh, I wish you guys could see the opulence here. But anyway, uh, on another episode, we'll talk about the opulence in Stellenbosch.